Hello, hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to uh, upstate, snowy, icy <laughs> New York with me. I'm home. Happy January 2nd. I am a little in disarray. I got home. The flight was late last night. I think I got home after midnight. I discovered the show, The Sons of Anarchy, because it was the middle of the night. And I thought it would be appropriate, you know, to eat my leftover airport food and uh, turn on the television. Hopefully I don't get too addicted to that series because it looks like it could suck you in pretty quick. But anyway, um, yeah, pretty uneventful yesterday, kind of. I mean, I started out the day in Aruba. And went to breakfast with Karen and Dave. Karen's one of my friends from here in upstate New York that happened to be there at the same time. And we got to go to breakfast and hang out for a little bit before my flight. And then I pretty much tried to sleep on the planes as much as possible. I will say my last flight, it's so funny uh, how... I try to be really self-aware of when I'm being negative or pissy pants and whining. Like, I need to lose my whining. That's definitely another character defect. Even though I know that just talking about stuff kind of releases it, sometimes I still bitch a little too much. And I was sitting on this on the plane next to this guy, and uh, his vacation was interrupted because of the snow here in Albany, and he had to hurry home because he owned the company – and, uh, you know, wanted to be here for his team, which I can respect and I get. I, I, I'm so, this is, this is not the negative spin, but I would have hoped for him that he trusted his employees enough and could enjoy vacation and shutting, you know, himself off. And just let it be, you know, like if you own a plowing kind of (laughs) agency, why are you trying to go to Florida when there's snow in the forecast anyway or whatever? And if you're not going to go and stay committed to your vacation. So whatever you commit to, you need to be all in, I guess, is part of it. But then the the things that were just coming out of his mouth would have been conversationally to me once upon a time. But it just dripped negativity to me. Like, oh, I should have had a drink at the airport and um, dropping the F-bomb as part of the conversation and saying it is what it is. And and I just, I don't know, as an outsider looking in, sometimes it's just it's like, is it really it is what it is? Or could it be a different way? And I just felt like it could have been a different way. You have to understand, I was dreading. So when I when I left for Aruba, I was trying to not be in a pissy mood, <laughs> even though the morning I was leaving, there was a lot of speed bumps, and it could have set the tone for my trip. Like Uber wasn't working, so I needed to, and Lyft never showed up. So I had to drive my car to the airport, which I'm not crazy about doing anymore because I'm too cheap to park in the $30 garage that's actually close. So I usually have to walk up million miles, which I don't mind walking. It's just lugging the shit and then uh, having my golf clubs <laughs> in a bag with a broken wheel in the rain made it a little challenging to leave Christmas morning. So coming back in the snow and ice with the same golf bag with the broken wheel in the middle of the night, 
and freshly snowed parking lot was was really making me stressed. Not stressed, but I was aware and, and not excited about having to deal with it. And what was interesting was I got off the plane because it was delayed. It kind of worked out good. The airport was kind of quiet. There wasn't a lot of police busting chops about the fire lane. So I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I could lug all this and I'll be miserable and it'll take me forever and I'll be a drowned rat. Or I can run to my car, start it, bring it up, park in the fire lane, and by then my luggage will be off. So I'll save the weight. I'll save the fuss and muss. And that's what I did. I just changed my plan and it worked out okay. I mean, it was still sloppy weather. I didn't have my coat because my coat was in the golf bag, you know, those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, you know, it really wasn't that bad. I, I got over it. I got home. I'm safe. I'm in my nice comfy jammies until Karen makes me go out for a walk. <laughs> She's already texted me and is like, okay, going for a walk. I'm like, geez, I've been home 12 hours. Not even. But it's all good. I have good influences in my life. So that's uh, <laughs> that's what's happened the last 24 hours. And now I got laundry going. The guys fixed my floor while I was away. And... Um, I'll start working, you know, back to real work tomorrow. It's funny. I, what I'm realizing, too, is now that I don't have a nine to five, the days of the week just kind of don't matter anymore. Sunday can be a work day. Saturday can be every day could be a work day or every day can be an off day. And uh, I'm choosing today to be like household domesticated tech stuff, uh, chores, so that I don't mind looking at my apartment because if my apartment was a mess, like if my luggage was still everywhere and everything was disarrayed, it wouldn't set the tone for me jumping back into work. So first I need to unpack and get caught up personally and then I can dive back in professionally. And that's just what it works for me and get ready for a routine. So here it is the second day of January and I, I don't have any specific resolutions to tell you about. I know there's a lot of things I need to work on for 2021. I can't believe it's 2021. I can't wait to see how everyone fares and reacts now that the calendar flipped because I don't know that the calendar flip makes a huge difference other than for <laughs> tax season and things like that. But yeah, I feel like it's it's I'm refreshed and reset and ready to go. So here we go. Let's start with today's reading. Tom Stoppard said, every exit is an entry somewhere. When life asks us to give up something we value, we are always given a replacement. Our new treasure may be disguised and hard to comprehend at first, but it'll come shining through if we have faith. Life offers us choices. Do we choose to believe that the world is basically friendly or unfriendly? Do we choose to believe that joy may grow from the depths of pain do we believe that life has meaning, that there are lessons to be learned from our darkest days, that growth is possible? Choosing to develop a positive attitude about the changes and losses of life is like opening a window in April after a long winter. <laughs> My long winter in New York here. Moving through and out of our grief, we begin to feel a sense of hope and direction. We begin to believe that one day we will come to live without pain as a constant companion. Sometimes an ounce of guts and courage is all we can cling to in the midst of personal storms. Our willingness to keep going is the quiet act of faith that takes us to a place where we feel safe to open up and trust again. Today, 
let me trust that God's will for me is to be happy. (laughs) See, maybe he helped my Justin sing and create I Hope You're Happy song for all of us, right? (laughs) If God's will is for all of us to be happy. Uh, I love that premise. So, yeah, I think that the guy on the plane should have figured out a better way to be happy. But it's it's not my story to tell. It's not my choices to make. And uh, everybody's just doing the best that we can. So when life gives us something of value, we are always given a replacement. That's interesting. And the first thing that popped into my head, well, there was two things. The first was the addiction. So... If, if we valued the addiction in our relationship with the bet, when we get recovery, that's the replacement. We get back time. We get back connections. We get back relationships. There's so many things that are, we can replace the addiction with if we're open to that. And the second was I kept thinking about um, dating, you know, like when you get rid of the well, I shouldn't say it that way, dating or divorce or whatever, something of value, you know, our partner, and we're given a replacement. (laughs) I didn't think of the next partner as the replacement. I thought of the single life and how awesome that can be as the replacement. So it's all a matter of perspective. Now, that may not be what everybody wants, but it it just kind of made me chuckle that that was the next thing that I thought of. Our new treasure may be disguised and hard to comprehend at first, but will come shining through if we have faith. So using using the relationship example, if someone breaks up, and I find this interesting, like I've always had a, a strong self-awareness, I think. I mean, it's definitely gotten better. But if someone who maybe doesn't have a strong self-awareness or I I met this taxi lady yesterday and oh my god she was hilarious she's like 50 I think she said and uh, she had just broken up with her boyfriend of six years and it was because he was like following her and didn't trust her but she had been in love with him for years and years and always wanted to be with him but it didn't work out until you know whenever it worked out six years ago and she kept saying she's like well why would I cheat on someone who I wanted so bad. But I also love that she didn't stay for that same reason. Like once he started like breaking her boundaries or whatever, or she didn't feel respected because she wasn't being trusted, she got out. And what was amazing to hear, she was so full of life and so vivacious about it. She's like, yeah, like I don't need him. And now she can start, you know, she wants to take care of herself and, and she's finding her singleness and she's enjoying it. And I'm sure that the first couple of weeks of their breakup, she wasn't like, woohoo, I'm, I'm single again. She probably felt the loss and everything. But now she's finding herself and she's getting to look at herself and she knows what she brings to the table. And I think that that's her replacement and her gift out of this breakup. And hopefully the next guy's better for her and trusts her and respects her and gives her what she deserves. I mean, she deserves to be happy and her partners deserve to be happy. That's why I get so frustrated when people stay in in relationships where they're not happy. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be as hard 
as sometimes we hear. There's a lot of like TikTokers that'll talk about it. Like if he isn't texting you back, like you shouldn't have to chase him. And I, I kind of believe that. So hopefully if people are going through breakups, that's one of the things that they can learn or, you know, as as they the relationship they value feeds away that they learn to replace it with a lot more self-development or self-esteem, whatever that is, just so that it's better for the next time. Life does offer us choices. Do we choose to believe that the world is basically friendly or unfriendly? Isn't that a great question? I think that I think that the world is friendly as a general rule. I like to believe that. Oh, here's something else I saw. I saw this this morning and it kind of it was it was very interesting and I'm going to put this out there so that hopefully it makes everybody a little bit more mindful about what people are are going through. So I was at the gas station to get my coffee and this man walks in without a mask and like I'm getting I don't know about you, but I'm programmed now like you you really notice when people aren't wearing masks. It's been long enough and it, for me it's feeling like second nature. You just always have a mask on. I actually I need to um I need to get my website caught up so I can offer you guys the masks we made for 321 cuz they're first of all they're beautiful cuz they're purple and they have my hummingbird on them but they I can wear it around my neck it like goes over your head and I can wear it over my neck and just pull it up as needed and then it fits around my nose so it's just like an article of clothing now but I don't even notice that it's there hell it's more comfortable than a bra at any rate so anyway, so this guy goes in without a mask and, and not only does he go in without the mask, he's like has a bigger than life personality and he's like, good morning and blah, blah, blah. And the cashier was so gentle. He's like, uh, do you have a mask? You know, he was friendly about it. And the guy's like, oh, no, blah, blah, blah. And starts walking over to get his coffee and whatever. And I hear <laughs> I hear another customer walking out, mumble under his breath, asshole. I'm like, okay. So the clerk, who is very friendly, everybody at this store is always just really so good. I see him leave behind the counter and he has to go and he's he's cleaning everywhere that this guy was. He's walking behind him basically with sanitizer and cleaner going everywhere that this man went. And at first I thought he was like on some level, making him wait at the register kind of deliberately because he was working by himself. I thought he went to go clean to prove a point like, okay, I have to clean up after you. So now you can wait because you didn't wear a mask. But I guess it's the rules. You have to go clean up after someone without a mask and stuff. But the clerk really, I thought, handled himself pretty well considering, I mean, the guy was definitely in the wrong. And it's just unfortunate that I walked out of there thinking about the ripple effect because now here's the clerk who this could have, you know, frustrated him. I think he handled it well, but it could technically ruin his day. Like, what the hell? Why do I have to police this? I hate COVID. I hate my life. Oh, my God. My job sucks. Now I have to work harder, blah, blah, blah. But he didn't take that approach at all. There's the guy who mumbles asshole walking out who is now has this like it really... I don't want to say it wasn't his problem. It was his problem. It's everybody's problem when people aren't protecting themselves. But now to have that, hopefully by the time the guy walked to the car, he he got rid of his angst or whatever he was feeling about the man without the mask. But let's say he didn't. 
And so now he's like, well, geez, people go out without masks and maybe he goes home and, you know, sees his wife, ah, this jerk at the gas station. And then, you know, so now he's grumbly about it and perpetuating the negative and then tells his wife and then his wife, wife is grumpy and maybe she talks to her sister on the phone. And, you know, like it just it creates a ripple effect. Just one guy just not wearing a mask or it could be not even just the moods. It could be. The man didn't wear the mask. The clerk gets COVID. The store gets closed down. You know, people get COVID. We don't have this store. I mean, the way things can impact every action that we do has a consequence or another action that can lead to something else. I just don't know that we pay attention sometimes about how big the ripple can be. I like to think of ripples with... um Paul from Recovery Elevator. If I didn't find his show, if I didn't listen to his show, I don't know that I would have come up with the idea to be here with you. And I think of it as a ripple, as the way he impacted me. If I impact people, um, that's really like one of Paul's ripples, which probably comes from his mentors or his, you know, the things he believes in in his journey. And it just goes forward. And I'd much rather spread the friendly and the positive ripples than the, the negative ones. And I know I totally digress, but I know I wouldn't remember to tell you about the guy at the gas station all the way tomorrow. Uh, Choosing to develop a positive attitude about the changes and losses in life is like opening a window in April after a long winter. Oh, I can picture that, like that fresh air. It's not that stale funk of just that we sit in for five months or 10 months here in upstate New York. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating. But it is. It's it's freeing. And, and it's kind of like recycling the stuff in our bucket, right? Opening the window and letting it out and letting the fresh air in. Moving through and out of our grief, we begin to feel a sense of hope and direction. We begin to believe that one day we will come to live without pain as a constant companion. I I heard a lady talking... Actually, it was yesterday's episode I was listening to on the way home from the airport because it was tricky trying to do four of us on a show. So, I, and I didn't edit it; my team did, and um, I was just curious to how it came out because it was it was a little challenging. One of the guys was in a, a vehicle, and it, it was challenging. But anyway, so I was listening to this lady, and her name is Amy, and she was talking about how you know she's at eleven months clean and the financial impact and stuff that it's already having, like they were able to buy a car and, you know, things are progressing now that she's gotten away from the bet. And when it's day one, it just doesn't always feel like that. Even at day 30, it may not feel like that, like that light at the end of the tunnel. And I think that one of the best gifts of being in communities and seeing other people who have been there or done it, it's not that they're bragging when they talk about this stuff. It's about sharing hope like that's the fundamentals of the 12 steps sharing experience strength and hope it does get better this reading isn't saying it just for ha-has give you false hope it's true it does get better and the pain does subside and and what I hope everyone can learn not that this is an overnight process but my wish for everyone would be to not only come out of the pain and live a life without it, but to have learned something from it and have gratitude for the pain that it got them to where they are today. That's like 
I think one of the most beautiful evolutions of all this. Sometimes an ounce of gut and courage is all we can cling to in the midst of personal storm. Our willingness to keep going is the quiet act of faith that takes us to a place where we feel safe to open up and trust again. And that's true. I think keeping the faith in the personal storm is more how I would put it instead of courage and guts, but it does take courage and guts. I know if I don't want to deal with something and I went to the casino, that wasn't taking courage and guts. It was laziness and fear and whatever other emotions were driving me to go hide from. So I guess it does take courage to try to move through, but the faith definitely helps. It, it does get better on the other side, guys. It totally does. Today, let me trust that God's will for me is to be happy. Yeah, I had to read that again. That was good. God's will, my will, Blue October's will, hopefully your will for yourself and each other. That's that's the end game. Let's be happy. Let's live our best lives. Let's not settle. Let's recognize that we're worth it. Let's understand that we don't need a bet to live our best life. I mean, if I was gambling, now granted, I had to force myself still to sit still and kind of relax without doing too many activities at once when I was away. That was part of the work I was doing because even that is, that's not something that's a strong suit of mine and it does take work and I know it probably sounds really silly. What do you mean you had to practice relaxing? I had to practice relaxing. It was part of my self-care and it's, you know, it's part of what I preach to you guys. But if I was still gambling, I wouldn't have been able to go on the trip or I, I wouldn't have. I probably would have, maybe with the, you know, because I went and paid for it on credit cards. Um, and I, I maybe I still, let's say I did go on the trip. I would not have seen Aruba the way I saw Aruba. I wouldn't have went four-wheeling. I would have went in the ocean. I wouldn't have met my friends. I wouldn't have golfed twice. I would have been at that little four-by-four four little room of a casino that was there. And there was there were some on every corner. And I just would have saw slot machines and that's it. Not the beautiful birds and the little crabs and the sunsets and sunrises and the people I met and the food I experienced. None of that would have happened. Just none of it. So I was truly happy this last week. Actually, one of my friends could see it through a photo. I sent him a photo and he's like, wow, you look happy. And I'm like, well, I am happy, grateful, like who would have freaking ever thought that I would just randomly go on a trip four days after I decide to go on it, sober, no gambling, doing once-in-a-lifetime experiences, meeting once-in-a-lifetime people? What is there to not be happy about? And if I was still gambling, that would not happen. And again, I'm not telling you this to brag. I'm telling you that those are my kind of happinesses. And they would not be possible if I was still gambling. They just wouldn't. I'd still be working the nine to five. I wouldn't even have the ability to have the time off the way I just did in a matter of four days. And I wouldn't have that gift if, again, if I wasn't not gambling and working on this new life, none of those things would be in place. So I'm grateful and I'm happy and I have faith and I want you to have all of that too. So 
All right. And before I go, I just want to give you a big thank you again. As always, it was funny. I posted on, I think, New Year's Day or the day before and said my goal was to get to 25. Really, I wanted 25,000 downloads by July, but that wasn't necessarily realistic. But in July, we hit 10,000 downloads. So I was like, okay, it's fair. Maybe by the end of the year, we can get to 25. That would have doubled it. And that was my goal. And uh, sure enough, everybody came through and we had over 25,000 downloads now since 321 has started and we finished the year. And it was weird. You want to talk about faith in the universe, guys? I posted it. An hour later, I looked at the stats and I believe that I don't see like when everybody listens. I don't think I see it in real time. I think that the technology like boosts in, imports kind of all the downloads and stuff. So it'll look like 10 people listen today, 50 people tomorrow. Well, the day that um, I posted it, it looked like they started importing. And I had a, a 388 listen day. Now, my biggest day, which I think was an import, was like a 600-listen day at that point, or maybe even five. So I'm like, okay, cool. I have a a shot at this. Well, don't you know, December 31st... um, there's they must have did another wave or I don't I don't know how it really works. This is just my own speculation. But at any rate, I had a record breaking day, which then put me into a record breaking week. And we made the twenty five thousand. We actually got closer to twenty six thousand for the year. So amazing. I appreciate you guys hanging in there with me. As you know, I don't I don't make money from this. I don't do anything for other than the the joy of knowing that it's making an impact and getting people to think and the response, and that's all good enough for me, but I'm a numbers girl, so it's kind of fun. Like a download doesn't, just, just to be clear, it's not like I get a download, I get a dollar, you know, like there's nothing like that. It's just the fun of knowing that I'm reaching people. That's exciting to me. So thank you all for being there. Um, I think it's really interesting. While I was in Aruba, that was the first time I picked up that country and then it looks like somebody in Aruba is listening so thank you Aruba because there's like nine downloads from Aruba which I just thought was kind of um it was kind of beautiful that I was there it wasn't me it wasn't me listening I'll be honest um (laughs) it was just kind of a neat little okay thank you universe I'm glad we're on the same page it's kind of cute welcome you Aruba to our world and more people while in Aruba could probably use it since there is a casino on every corner and it's not regulated, but I won't get on that soapbox. All right, beautiful people. Have a happy January 2nd. Well, today and every day. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll be back in our normal routine. All right. Thanks, beautiful people. Bye.